Ah, we here. Big fish shit. Ooh, ooh. Welcome to the podcast. Hope y'all enjoy it. Hope y'all learn something. And most importantly, we hope y'all elevate. Let's get uh-huh. it. Big fish, hit a big lick. We gon' bet it right back and hit a big flip. We been up for a minute and we still lit. Get them cats going top, but we don't feel shit. We just giving y'all gems y'all can live with. Elevate your mind, never mind all the bullshit. Finna talk about stocks, we ain't worry about ops. First get the bread up and buy back the whole block. Ten toes down, we ain't never gonna stop. I'm a man of my word, I ain't never gonna flop. If I said it, then I meant it. Real ones gonna respect it, and it's still OG. It's in me, I represent it. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> y'all know what it is. Big Fish shit, got the OG Big Fish podcast, I'm excited because I didn't even realize this is almost, this is either like episode 16, 17, or maybe 18, we've been rocking out, appreciate everybody that's been rocking with us, the team, and yeah, I'm excited about this episode, this is probably, you know, we go through, this is where I say like, yo, we got one, you know how it goes, but I don't necessarily feel that way about this one. I just feel that this is one that we all deal with and that we'll we'll be able to pull from real life examples that will bring things to the forefront that we can implement into our lives or at least analyze certain things, how we're doing this, how we may need to be doing things that can obviously help us elevate. So y'all know I don't name the the uh, podcast episodes until the end, but I took a little bit more time with this one today and I came up with the five C's of success. So the five C's of success, you know, normally we always hear calm, cool, and collective, but I added two. So calm, cool, and collective, clear, and confident. Calm, cool, collective, clear, and confident. And that's what I want to be every time I'm facing a situation that may be a tough situation where the odds may not be in my favor, where things, where there's a a limit or there's not as many things that I can control. You know, it's a lot of factors that I may not be able to impact or I wasn't able to impact as much as I'd like beforehand to where you kind of just got to go out there and make it happen. So. The five C's of success, calm, cool, collective, clear, and confident. And first, we're going to talk about, we're going to think back. And I want you to always, you know, as we're going through this episode, I want you to think about different situations that you've gone through in life where you've been forced. You know, you could have lost a job. You could have lost a significant other um, relationship, uh, maybe a death. Whatever you were going through in that particular moment of your life, think back on how you were, let's go a little bit before how you reacted, but what was your mindset just to get your thoughts together? What was the mindset? What was your perspective on approaching whatever that challenge was? And I'm going to tell you a story, and I, you guys know I relate everything to sports, But I'm going to tell you that I think sometimes it's easier to see things through other people and how it affects us sometimes rather than to just 
force ourselves to do it. I'll give you an example. So college football, I can remember, you know, football is one of those sports where, especially being on defense, where it's a very much a game of setting the tone. You know, that tone can be set from the beginning uh, where every defense wants to let the offense know, like, we are here, we are on our assignment, and every play we are hitting you in the mouth. Every play you're going to feel me on every play. That's setting the tone. That's letting them know, like, this is going to be a long day for y'all. This is going to be a real long day, and I'm going to break your will in the beginning. That's the mindset. So, I, I can remember, but and, and think about it, that doesn't always obviously go to plan because they want to do the same things. So, what happens, and, and even before that, all right, let me just, just get, get with the story. So, there was a kid... Young man named Jake Trenton. Jake was, I believe, three years behind me. So when I was going into my junior year, he was either a, a freshman or a redshirt freshman. But I think he was playing this year. So he must have been a redshirt freshman. And I remember when he came in as a freshman. And as soon as we put pads on, that's when you really find out who's who in football practice. Uh, that's where you find out who's who, you know, all the without pads, you know, everybody looking fast and, you know, looking like they can make something happen, looking strong until the real pads come on. And that's when you find out who's going to be a man, like who, who are the dogs out here? That's where you really find that out. And Jake Trenton, you know, you judge people based on what's their energy in the beginning, what's their energy when things are not going our way? Like I said, when challenging circumstances come up, challenging circumstances come up, you find out who's who. And that's what the pad's coming on. It's adding more and more challenges. And when I tell you this guy, Jake Trenton, you know, there's always there's usually a couple freshmen that just stand out to you. Some stand out, you know, the receivers, they can stand out, like I said, without the pads, you know, the fast guy, how to get it. But Jake Tran played linebacker. And from the moment that he put on pads, he was hitting everything full speed on go, not turning down any wreck, any action from anybody. It didn't matter who. He was there to hit and to be felt. That's what he was there for. It's like he played with a chip on his shoulder, which a lot of us did, because going to such a small school like William & Mary, we all felt that we could have gone to a bigger school. You know, even though we had scholarships available at our school, we felt that we could have gone to a bigger D1 program. So when I tell you that this young man's energy never changed from the time that I saw him as a freshman in camp to the time where I left, I, you know, graduated before him. I, his energy never changed. I didn't care whether, it didn't matter if we were losing a game, whether we were winning a game, whether we were tied, whether it was the fourth quarter and we needed a big play, it did not matter. He was going to be the same. He's going to hit you in your mouth and be on his assignment. He's going to do his job every play and then give you extra just so you could feel him. So what did that do? I, well, I, you, know, I, you know, I go around the world to, to kind of explain these points, but 
the, the point that I was making when I initially said that sometimes you have to see it in other people to know how important it can be because you're affected by it. Every time I stepped on the field with him, it was like a, not like a safety blanket, but it was almost like an extra glow that I felt. And it's not that I didn't feel it with other players that were on the field. I may have even talked about this before. You know, we had a lot of great players on, especially on our defense and on our offense, but I was playing on defense. So, but what I didn't come in with everybody, you know, I didn't get to see everybody play as a rookie and he just stood out and he stood out to other teams as well. Cause I remember talking to their teammates uh, and he, like I said, you judge people based on how they act in different situations. Are you the same person? Do you have that same energy? There's a lot of people that come out, want to be all rah-rah in the beginning of the game, but as soon as things don't go our way as a team, then it's downhill. Your head's down. You're sulking. You're mad because you just gave up a big play. Maybe you gave up a touchdown. Now you're sulking and you're allowing that to carry over into the next play. We always say in football, especially as a defensive back, we always say you got to have a short memory. You got to have a short memory because you thinking about that last play where you messed up on is not going to help you get it back on the next play or do your job on the next play. So when you're facing, I told that story because when you're facing different situations that are going to be challenging, what's going to be your mindset and your approach and dealing with them. Are you going to be the same person, have the same energy? Now, in football, it's a little different. So when I say calm, cool, collective, clear, and confident, he was calm. Even though he was a hitter, he was calm. He was cool. He was collective. He was very clear on what he needed to do and very confident in the fact that he could do it. All these different things allowed him to be the same person. The same person, no matter what the situation is. And that's what we need to be. So as we're going through different, because like I said, if it impacted me and gave me confidence, imagine the energy that's going to be sent out and the clarity that you'll have within yourself. If you now change your mindset from being angry, upset, sad, all these different emotions because you messed up on a play because you're in a shitty situation where you may not have even messed up on a play but you got dealt a bad hand, whatever it may be. What's going to, what, what, how's your energy? How, what's what's going to give you the best mindset to approach that task? And when you're calm, cool, collective, clear, and confident, it's going to allow you to, to almost float. Like, it's like you see certain guys that just feel like they're above, you know, um, like getting flustered or anything like that. They're just above those type of things. And they just have a certain level of confidence to where they can't be shaken. They can't be shaken. And I was having a conversation with somebody earlier and I said, excuse my, my French, but I said, I just want to get to a point where I'm just unfuckwittable, where no matter what challenges come my way, it doesn't matter. I'm approaching them with the same energy even if I win by a whole lot, if we're up by a whole lot, like I said, go back to Trent. It didn't matter whether we were up by 40, he's hitting you in the mouth every play. Or we're down by 40, he's hitting you in the mouth every play and doing his assignment. Both situations didn't matter. Same energy. We have to be the same thing. We can't get too high with the highs and we can't get too low with the lows. 
we have to have the same mindset. All right? It's going to sound like a militant mindset, but that discipline is going to be what allows you to play free, play fast. Of course, I'm relating it to football, but it's the same thing with life. That's what's going to allow you. You ever seen people playing a game where the pressure's on and everybody else looks like they're so tight. They're so tight because, damn, life, well, it's only it's one more shot left or it's two minutes left. But if you were approaching this, the first half of the game, the first quarter, with that same energy, then you would just simply be already used to it, already prepared because you're, th- this situation is no different. I have an assignment to do. I'm going to do it. And I'm going to make sure that I outman whoever's on the other side of the ball that I'm going against. Very simple. Very simple. And that's the same thing with life. So let me kind of, now that you got the story, I want you to keep those, keep those stories. Think about something in your life where maybe it was you that was able to be calm, cool, collective, clear, and confident. How did that impact you? How did it allow you to approach a situation that wasn't in your favor? Or think about a situation that we all have people that we envy, you know, or appreciate. Not even envy, but we just appreciate. And maybe envy is the right word. Because, you know, you just want to be, damn, I wish I could have approached this situation with the confidence that such and such approached it with. That's, that's how we have to become. We have to be that such and such. Regardless of whether it's a team or it's just an individual thing, because... That, that player at the end of the game, they're just, in the situations where it matters most, in crunch time, whatever it is, in life, they are going to be the ones that are able to react quickly, to respond, rather than, you know, having all these outside distractions. They are just ready to react. They're prepared. All right? That, that's what's going to give you the confidence that you need to approach any situation. So... Let's move on. So now that you're, you know, as we go through, you'll be thinking about those times. I want to get into how we're able to balance. How we're able to balance, because any anybody who is a fanatic or a lot of overachievers, we like to make sure that we're in control of whatever it is that is in our hands. We control the controllables. So how do we balance that with taking the right risk? You know, somebody that wants to be in control of things, but sometimes when you take the right risk or you have to take a certain risk because the outcome of that risk aligns with whatever goal or purpose you're on, how do you, how do you balance it? Because you may be forced, you know, the bigger the goal the bigger the purpose, you may be forced to put yourself in situations that you cannot control, that you can't control. So it's, it's, it's funny, I, you know, we just storytelling. So I'm on the plane. I travel a lot. So I'm flying a lot between Jersey and Miami and, you know, doing work in both places. And I, it's something I laughed on the plane the other day because it's something I always dreamed of. Like I wanted to be flying around. You see movies where people are flying, doing business here, doing business there, especially coming to Miami. Come on now. Then I get to fly back to Jersey and still be in New York City. It, it like that's what that's what the movies show. And I'm on the plane. 
And there was a lot of turbulence at this point in time. And I spoke to our 6 a.m. checking group about this. And during this turbulence, I remember the last few times that I experienced the turbulence. I got off the flight and I'm either I'm talking to, you know, how was the flight? I'm like, ah, man, that was a rough one. A lot of turbulence. And even while I'm going through the turbulence, I'm getting a little nervous. I'm looking up like, yo, what is this pilot doing? <laughs> All the time I'm understanding that, okay, we're just going through, you know, some rough spots. But as I'm going through them, I'm like, man, I don't know about this. Like, like I don't know if this flying is. And I realized that the next time I laughed because I realized that, for one, this is what I asked for. But when you want to get off the ground and when you want to fly and you want to soar, that's having all those goals, those purposes that don't allow you to just keep two feet on the ground. That allows you, to, you, you have to take that leap of faith. And when you're going through this, you're going to experience turbulence. It's like a roller coaster. Things don't just go super smooth. No journey. No journey worth, you know, no life worth living is just going to be the same old, same old, okay, it went up and then it went down. No, if you're taking risk, if you're taking risks, you're going to have to put yourself in vulnerable positions that you can't have both feet on the ground. You got to be willing to go through that turbulence because that's what life is, ups and downs, going through some rough patches. So when I was smiling to myself, it, it's my first reaction was to do the same thing, like look up, like damn, like I'm, like I'm looking at the pilot and he could hear me, like damn, what are you doing? And... I just laughed. Everybody else was doing that. Everybody else was doing what I usually do. And I just was laughing because I just said, you know what? Like nothing I can do to control this. You know, the best thing I could do is just put some good, good energy out there and just, you know, have the understanding that, hey, you know, it's just part of the rot. This turbulence is simply part of the rot. So what it reminded me of is have you ever either had a real important meeting, let's say for your team? Or I'm trying to I'm trying to take it a little bit out of sports, but shit, no, nah, we, we sticking to what we know. So I, there were a couple games that I've been injured. I'm in college, high school, you know, NFL, CFL, and I can remember driving to the games. So I wasn't playing in the game, but I remember driving to the games, and not only really just driving to the games, but that entire week was different. You know, at least once I found out that I wasn't playing. And driving to the game, I used to have before every game, I don't, from the first time I played at Woodman Field for the Cobras to the last game that I played for Hamilton, it was it, like I had the worst butterflies, anxiety, um, nervous, you know, stressed, all these different things. And it, it would, it, I, I always thought like at one point, you know, is this just going to go away? And it never did. And it never did. But those games in which I wasn't playing because I was injured, I realized that, yo, I don't have these butterflies. I'm not really, you know, stressed or nervous or the anxiety. Like, yeah, I, I want us to win, but I can't impact it. You know, I can impact it by getting my team involved. I'm making sure that I'm helping with any calls, making sure that I'm in, the, you know, as in the game as I can. But it's different than when you're 
on the actual battlefield. It's different when you're actually the one in the ring throwing the punches rather than the guy outside the ring. They don't compare and will never compare. And, and what I realized is that that's, that's the, you know, the sidelines. You know, when they say it's easy to talk shit from the sidelines, you're not in the actual game. But to be in the game, that's when the stress, the anxiety, the nervousness, all these different things where it becomes you're in a challenging environment. And that's what life is. We have a decision. Some people just always are going to be on the sideline because they want to avoid those challenging situations. However, others, they're going to make sure that they prepare, do everything that they can to put themselves in the best possible position. And that preparation is not just physical. However, it's mental and both help you approach it with those five C's of success. And that's where the calm, cool, collective, clear, and confident come in. Now, I always, you know, I still was going to get butterflies no matter how prepared I was. However, there's a difference when you're getting butterflies, you know, a little anxious, a little nervous. It's more like the anxiety. It's more like anxious. I can't wait to get out of here. I'm prepared. Like, I'm ready to go. Like, you just, you just put more pressure on yourself, you know, to, to do well. You want to do well so bad because you prepared. Now, you're still going to have that. You know, you're still going to have that, that, that nervousness. You know, you're still going to be nervous. However, when you actually get in those situations in the game, because once, the ball, once that kickoff, once I get that first hit out the way, I'm good. Once I get that first hit out the way, you know, it's like, oh, I'm good. You know, nothing else is like I'm not worried about anything. And then once that snaps, you know, once once you get that snap out of it where it's like, okay, ball game, you know, was nervous, you know, all that stuff when they're playing the national anthem, all that you're, you're, you're getting all souped up and everything. As soon as we get that first hit, as soon as we get that first hit, that's when we find out whether or not how we're going to approach this game, how we're going to approach these situations. And whether it's a game or whether it's life, when we approach it, calm, cool, collective, clear, and confident, we're giving ourselves the best possible chance to be successful. And that's, that we have to be, by putting ourselves in the best possible chance to be successful, we have to understand that we've controlled everything that we can control. Now you got to just trust yourself. Trust your preparation. All right? Trust that you've given it your all. You gave it your all. You, you, you prepared, and now you have you, you got the right mindset, and you're willing to go out there and put it on the line. All right? So therefore, when you face those situations, whether it's in a game or whether it's in life, that's, that's really... And, and it's one of those things where you can't fake it. Like we talk about, um, what are we talking about? A convenient confidence. You know, it's easy to have convenient confidence when you're up 30, when you're doing well. But what's going to happen when you're not, when shit hits the fan? Shoot, you may have tweaked your ankle a little bit. Or damn, those plays that you studied, they switched everything up. So how are you going to react? All of these different things have to be in our mind. And... And you're probably wondering, like you guys know that I always talk about like real, my real life situations always 
impact or they're always the things that encourage. Not encourage. Is that the right? They, they, I don't want to say trigger. I hate that word trigger. But those are where I get. You know, when I come on to speak to you all, I'm telling you about a certain real life situation. And the beginning of last week, you know, I should have I, I, I did this on purpose, but the beginning of last week. I told myself um, after I found out that, you know, I, I lost some business, I found out I lost some business, like a significant amount. But I remembered back to the time, the last time that this happened. You know, you're going to lose some business. You're going to, you know, it just happens in, in the world that I'm in. Um, however, I never accept it. But I, the last time that this happened, I remember being angry, upset. I still took accountability. I didn't play the blame game. Um, but I just, I, I, I told myself that the next time that this happens... I would not miss out on an opportunity to create another chapter in my story. And what did I mean by that? I meant that you're not going to have a chapter in your book. When the book, when your book, your life book is written at, you know, when everything's all said and done, it's going to be the highlights, whether that's a low or a high. What did you overcome? Not just, oh, it's just a regular day. Nah. It's, it's how do we learn about a person? What do we say? It's how they react to difficult situations and challenges. So I told myself, I said, there's no way I'm going to let this type of situation come up again and not use it as a teachable moment for myself. So that way I can walk, you know, not only talk the talk, about hey, you got to have confidence when I'm talk confidence when you're talking to when I'm talking to people, telling them, you know, you're approaching a tough situation. Don't worry, you got to keep confident. How can I tell them that if I'm not doing it myself? So I didn't stress at all. I made sure that my energy was good. I made sure that, you know, I I, I <laughs> that instead of instead of going into a sulking state. Or an angry state, I realized that for one, I'm gonna come out this, I'm still gonna win. I'm gonna come out on the other side winning. Excuse me. I'm gonna get that business back and more, just like I did on the last one. So I wasn't worried and I wanted to, and it's funny, I shared it with a few people and then I shared it with our group. And, you know, sometimes it's one thing to just say it within yourself. And to be confident, like, yo, I'm good. But when you tell other people, now they're looking at you. How, Yo, is he really good? Damn, I'd be tight if I lost that. No, I'm not worried about it. Like, I'm so confident that, you know, I've gone through, like, like my journey has prepared me for this. Just like your journeys have prepared you to face certain situations. You, we, we all have to lean on those experiences. Because I know when shit really hits the fan, we're, we're not thinking about, oh, damn. I actually overcame a lot or I was in a similar situation, overcame that. All you're thinking about is like, damn, why did I end up in this position? Whether or not I've been there before or not. You're just thinking, why did I? Damn. But nah, don't say that anymore. Don't say that anymore. And look at that situation for exactly what it is. Look at it as an opportunity. 
So rather than looking at it, you know, as, oh, damn, I'm confronted with a lot of stress and pressure. Anything that has stress and pressure, just like pressure makes diamonds, the more stress, the more pressure. That means not the more responsibility and the more accountability. Don't look at it like that, where it's a negative. Look at this. Damn, this is a greater opportunity. The harder I fall, the lower I fall, it's a greater opportunity. Everybody loves a comeback story. Everybody wants to see, damn, like they judge your greatness based on most of the time, like, yo, he took some losses and watch how he responded. It's like the whole Muhammad Ali, Floyd Mayweather debate. You debate with boxing fans, it's almost like they give credit to Ali for losing. Let's say, yo, he fought tougher competition, man. He took some losses and came back. Where Floyd just won. So they look at it like, oh, that's less competition. It's just what we do. We're judged based on how we come back from challenging situations. And that's just, it it's just is what it is. So what are some of these situations that I've always noticed? You know, I'm looking at people to see how they're going to react. It's, it's pressure at the end of the game. It's how you act when you're the underdog. It's how you bounce back from a loss. Or how you act even after a big win. But never miss that opportunity to add a dope chapter to your story. All right. The greatest comebacks, the greatest comebacks come from obviously the greatest setbacks. All right. So when we think about Muhammad Ali, you know, obviously with his losses coming back or being out of boxing for, you know, taking his stand and then coming back and still becoming world champ, Jordan leaving the league for two years and then coming back and three-peating, Brady. You know, what do you talk about Brady? At, at the end of a game, think back to the Atlanta Falcons game. It's numerous games. At the end of a game, it doesn't matter how much Brady is down. If there's time on the clock, people are nervous. And it's almost as if both teams already expect what's about to happen to happen. You see the Atlantic Falcons game. You know, now there's other people that play a role, but when you have Brady on your team, and that's a good, that's just made another point. There's other players that are making plays on the Patriots when they were playing against the Falcons. There were other players. However, think about the confidence that those players had and why they had it. Now, they, might have, they may have already had it inside themselves like a Trenton, but what did I say? Trenton gave me confidence. A guy like Brady on your team, a guy like Brady in your family, a guy like Brady as a colleague, it doesn't matter what current state your team, your family, your colleagues are in. Everybody feels that we can come back from this. We can still win. And that's an invaluable feeling that only people who have those five C's being calm, cool, collective, clear, and confident. They are the only ones that can give out that energy because it can't be, it can't be fake and it can't be convenient. It's who's going to have the dog in them through every situation. So when you look back at your life, whether I don't care if it's your first grade peewee, sports team or if it's last week on the job or whatever it is, whether it's personal, whether it's work related, whether it's shit, you 40 something years old playing at the Y 
Look at the hard, look at the toughest challenges that you were, that you were confronted with. And think about your mindset. Think about the times that you were able to overcome the odds successfully. And think about the times where you may have taken a loss. Think about your mindset in both of those situations. And it would be very hard for me to believe that if you have a mindset in which you're calm, where you're not letting outside factors distract you, you're cool. You know, you're not all riled up and hot. Being a hothead, you're collective. You got everything together. Everything. You're poised. You're clear. You're clear on your assignment. You're clear on how we're going to come back from this situation that we're in. You're clear on how I'm going to perform, how we're going to perform as a team to win this game. And the confidence, that's what not only guides you and, and steers your energy, but that's what everybody else is going to feel in the room. That's the energy that you're going to give off because you can't fake it. It can't be convenient and it can't be fake because it's energy. Somebody who's really confident is going to give out different energy than somebody who's just faking it. So I know we went through a lot. Um, we talked about a lot of different things, but the, the real main takeaway is just you know, as much as we like to control things and control the controllables, as we move up in competition, as we increase our goals, as we increase our purpose, as our purpose grows, there's going to be things that we're no longer able to control everything. You know, we're no longer the best player on every... We could just rely on, you know, hey, I'm just better. Sometimes you got to be the underdog. Sometimes you got to come out when the odds are stacked against you. But how do you have the same mindset? You know, when you have that confidence that you know you're going to win because you know you're better than somebody, how do you have that same confidence as the underdog? Do you even consider yourself an underdog? I don't know. Whatever you need to do in your mind... To, to flip that because it's going to not only flip how you approach something, but it's going to flip how everybody who's involved in that particular situation. And it may be your opponent, your opponent playing against you. They talking shit. Y'all, they up by 20, whatever. And you still got the same energy. They may be talking shit on the field. Look at the scoreboard. But as they're running off the field, they like, damn, boy, this how much more time we got left? Now they're counting down the time because they want to get out. You want to stay in. You want more time. And that's the difference between winners and losers. People that stay on the ground and people that take the risk of flying. No matter the turbulence that they're going to face because they know that even with that turbulence, they're, they're going to be calm, cool, collective, clear, and confident. And that's always going to be their approach. That's it. And the more that's on the line, the more reward that can come from that particular opportunity. And what is the ultimate opportunity? We had this conversation in our group and it was what? Oh, dang, I'm forgetting the word. Hold on one second. The, the ultimate opportunity is we always talk about, all right, so we were talking about death. 
And we even, we started talking about like Greek mythology, all these different things. And it's when somebody doesn't die and that they want to live on. Hold on. Y'all got to let me, give me a sec. Hold on. Immortal. I had a little brain fart. The ultimate opportunity is to become immortal. That's the ultimate. Because what do I mean by becoming immortal? Think about Michael Jordan. Think about Tom Brady. Think about Muhammad Ali. When it comes to sports, they're immortal. But now think about people in life. Immortal is that person had such a purposeful life that they will live on forever. They will live on forever. That's what it is to be immortal. That's the ultimate opportunity. Like I said, the bigger the goals, the more pressure that's on the line, but the bigger the opportunity. And the ultimate opportunity is to become immortal. And when we, we, be, when we become immortal, that's building a legacy while we're living in the physical form that will live well beyond our physical lives are over. People will talk about us for centuries, thousands of years, because this person led such a purposeful life. So we don't necessarily have to think about it, you know, on a, on a macro level, but it can just be within your life. Becoming immortal. I want to become, I want to create this legacy so my son can fall in line with the footsteps. So my daughter can see what it's like um, to be with the type of guy that I am, the type of man, the type of father, the type of husband, all these different things. We want to become immortal because that's just others. That's the biggest gift that we can give to people. It's not even, it's not about being selfish. It's not about, Oh, I just want people to talk about me forever. It's creating something that others can learn from that others can be inspired from. That's what it is to be immortal. So the next time that you're in a situation where you're confronted with a lot of challenges, you know, it's just not going your way. And you may have felt like you've been here for a long time already. However, flip the switch. If you've been there for a long time, however, maybe this is why you stuck because you got the wrong mindset. We got to switch it. We got to go from instead of, oh, man, this is stressful. I got a lot on my plate. Damn, nothing's going my way. How I'm nothing. All this stuff piled against me. I'm the underdog. I can't win. That's an opportunity to create the most amazing chapter in your story. And that's one step closer to you becoming immortal by taking advantage of this ultimate opportunity. All right, so I'm going to leave y'all with that. Whew. As always, you know, strength and honor. Please, please, please share this with your family, your friends. Uh, like. You know, definitely like, leave a rating. Um, if so, I think they have the ratings, but also leave a feedback. I think you can leave comments on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever platform that you're using. But it, it's appreciated. And as you all probably realize, I don't really promote this throughout the week. I usually get one post on Instagram because it's not really like right now. I'm not inspired to have this conversation, which is everybody, everybody to just, you know, talk to but I really just want to I'm really falling in love with just having the conversation with the people that are just you know organically checking it out so 
I really, really appreciate y'all. Um, hit me up with some topics. If there's something on your chest that you want to get off, um, we're actually going to be having a couple of my favorite people um, joining on the podcast so you guys get a break from just listening to my voice. But uh, be excited. Be excited because no matter what you're facing, you may not be able to, you know, determine, you know, all the factors. But one thing that you can determine is your outlook on it and your mindset as you go into prepare to get closer to your goals and closer to your purpose. All right. With that big fish shit over and out strength and honor. Y'all have a good one. <laughs> we here. Big fish shit. Ooh, ooh. Welcome to the podcast. Hope y'all enjoy it. Hope y'all learn something. And most importantly, we hope y'all elevate. Let's get uh-huh. it. Big fish, hit a big lick. We gon' bet it right back and hit a big flip. We been up for a minute and we still lit. Get them cats going top, but we don't feel shit. We just giving y'all gems y'all can live with. Elevate your mind, never mind all the bullshit. Finna talk about stocks, we ain't worry about ops. First get the bread up and buy back the whole block. Ten toes down, we ain't never gonna stop. I'm a man of my word, I ain't never gonna flop. If I said it, then I meant it. Real ones gonna respect it and it's still OG. It's in me, I represent it.